Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello, and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, news editor of Insurance Business Australia. We're going to look at the insurance challenges in Western Australia. To do that, we're joined by Scott Cole, who just took on the CEO job at Centre West Insurance Brokers, headquartered in Perth. Before that, he was with Honan Insurance Group. Hi, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Danny. It's uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on. And, and you're just literally days into your new CEO job. How are you finding it there? Four days in, five days in now. Um, I, I look, it's been wonderful. Um, it's uh, There's a great team um, over here. Some of which um, I had already known, but but, but the bulk of the uh, the brokers on the floor I, I haven't yet uh, had the chance to meet, and, and and they've just been really welcoming and, and wonderful. Um, the leadership team also have been very supportive, and it's been certainly a whirlwind. It's a you know it's a week of just trying to uh, to understand as much as you can about the business, but um, definitely ending the week with a big smile on my face. Yeah, you talk about whirlwinds, but um, we're going into Christmas. But the sort of break you've had um, from work, not many would. Would, would take, I think. You've just had a six-month career break. And I guess not too long ago, senior corporate types like you would probably never have taken such a long break. I mean, do you feel that that, I guess, culture of the workaholic culture is changing? And, and I mean, why did you take such a, a long break? <laughs> it certainly was a uh, it was a long break, but um, believe it or not, Danny, it was actually cut short. The um, the original okay. plan was to, the original plan was trying to try and get twelve months off. But um, look, I, okay. yes, I, I I do agree with you. I think probably um, historically it, it might be something when um, you know you're 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 sort of in in the mid part of your 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 career climb, and you know I'm I'm. I, I'm, I'm certainly no spring chicken anymore, but I'm, I'm in my early 40s I'll, or maybe mid 40s, getting closer to that. Um, it, it might not have been seen traditional to, to, to you know, take your foot off the pedal. But I guess, yeah, look, I think um, work-life balance is something that uh, that everybody's talking about right now. Um, I, I would like to think I'm part of the uh, the old school that um, never would have accepted or, or understood work-life balance, but certainly um, these days it is something that's important. I've got a young family as well. With two young boys, so so getting that 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 balance between committing to, to work and and being part of you know a, a big corporate organisation, which has been my career to date, um, and also making sure that you're looking after um, yourself and 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 doing the right thing and having some fun with your family. For me, I've been very fortunate and I've been very lucky to to have some great opportunities come my way. Um, my previous role, um, you know, I was part of the the leadership and ownership group within Honan and and. A lot of people are talking about the transaction now, but the reality was that there was a real big transaction three years ago, which was one that I was um, heavily involved with, and that's when we obviously sold from being a private company to a um, to a private equity company. So, so yeah, it was really about uh, after going through all of uh, what was involved there on the back of having to move back to Perth and set up an office from scratch, uh, the opportunity was there to to be able to take a break, and um, I thought I'd be silly not to do it um, before I come back in and. Um, and, and and get going again. Before I ask you more serious questions, did you go anywhere nice during your break? <laughs> I don't know, honestly, Daddy, how I had time to uh, to do any work. I was I was flat out, but I I'm not very good at taking holidays. I uh, I actually did do a lot of uh, mini trips getting uh, down south in our in our great state over here in Western Australia, down in the Margaret River region, um, and getting away with 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 my boys. But no, I actually didn't. 
uh, get overseas or um, or even interstate. So uh, the six months was 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 really about just um, doing a lot of things around uh, around the house, um, uh, doing a lot of uh, personal activities. So I've taken up uh, some, some some sports that um, you know have been great at uh, keeping me occupied. So uh, didn't get to do any travel uh, unfortunately. Well, let's talk a bit about Honan Insurance Group because you, you were there for nearly 15 years and, and as you mentioned, you were involved in the, the private equity transaction a few years ago. The beginning of your six-month break was about the time that Marsh was buying up Honan Insurance Group. I mean, was there a connection there at all? Um, look, the connection purely was that um, it, look, a lot of it was coincidental, but with a deal of that magnitude, obviously, um, there was filtered information shared with within the leadership group we uh, we weren't part of the 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 exec that obviously or the board that were making the decision on that um, the business was was predominantly owned by private equity and it, it was their business to make a decision as to you know how they wanted to transact it so knowing that there was a, a transaction looming that that's probably the only connection it was really the coincidence that in April that was the um, uh, the anniversary of, of what was our you know uh, term agreement under you know the, the sale um, previously, and I think like anybody, when you've when you've gone through a transaction, you you absolutely want to ensure that their the ship is stable, your your staff uh, are happy and comfortable, your your clients are happy and comfortable, and um, and obviously you, you've got to meet your obligations uh, under our sale agreement. So for me, it was I'd moved back to Perth and to set up the office over over here for for Honan. Um, it took ten years and. Um, it was it was it was a great experience. It was it was a successful experience. It was also very challenging, um, like anyone would have experienced with with having to set something up in a greenfields initiative. So, yeah, I I, I was just uh, uh, wanting to take a break. Um, and with another transaction happening, it, it it allowed it was through very open communication with the leadership group. They were absolutely fantastic. I think, and also you know to be able to have an off ramp within a business that you know you've been so entrenched in and, and and you know there was so much change over over all that time and and some really good people that that that, that, that were there and, and and people that i'd had i've had a long history with i mean andrew flutzma and i worked together first off when we were grads at, at marsh we went to aon together and we you know this that was the third place we had worked and there were a lot of people that that, that came along the journey with us so to be able to be uh, part of a very smooth transition um off and away from the business um, was just, you know, something that I really appreciated. And look, it actually creates opportunities for those now who who have the fire in the belly and, and are ready to to maybe take that next step in their career. It creates opportunities for them um, with an acquisition or a merger, um, you know, that's taken place. So I'm very, very lucky that everything transpired the way it did. Mm. Well, what about the, the wider issue of these mergers and acquisitions? I suppose the, the Marsh acquisition of Honan is just the biggest example of that in, in recent months, but there seems to be a lot of there seems to be a lot of consolidation going on among insurance brokerages. Is that a good thing, do you think? Uh, look, it's an interesting one because I think um, it creates opportunity. I think in our game, it's horses for courses and, and there are different clients for different, um, you know, advisors or firms. Everyone's got to find their value proposition. I, I think it, what, where it's a good uh, situation is it's going to create huge opportunity. Um, it, yes, there is a huge amount of consolidation now, but it's, I, I, in my personal opinion, it's only a matter of time before there are people who may not um, want to go down the path of working for, you know, one of the multinationals or, or large nationals. 
and um, and, and they may see an opportunity to 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 to, to take a, a leap of faith and, and do something for themselves. And um, like all businesses before us, you know, it, it's that first step that's always the hardest. And then when people find that they've got something unique to offer that that's not somewhere else, then that they'll do really well, and the market will benefit from that. And then, then new opportunities spin off that. For me, you know, I uh, I wasn't at burnout, but I was certainly um, you know hoping that there'd be a period to be able to have a rest. But you know, I, I'm a I'm a very passionate person, um, very energetic, and and you know I, I feel that I've I've now had um, enough time in the seat to to earn my stripes, and and so I, I hope my best years are in front of me. I just needed to get that fire in the belly, which I've got. So. To come and join a, a firm that's, um, I, I wouldn't say small to medium. You know, we're we're an established firm in WA. We've we've got a national portfolio here. It's a business that's well regarded with a long trading history, of 36 years. Oh, I I saw this as a great opportunity to really build out that, you know, that next challenger brand, um, which Hona was, and um, and uh, and create something special here uh, for people that may not want to go down the multinational route. This is this is this is hopefully going to be a, a really good op- option. Will continue to be a good option for them. So yeah, I think it is it is it is something for everybody to be mindful of, but certainly it's going to create a lot of opportunity. Mm. Let's talk a, a bit more about what Centre West focuses on. I mean, what are some of the industry sectors over in WA that Centre West is particularly good at helping risk manage? And five days in, I've 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 got a bit of an idea, Danny. I uh, oh, and obviously <laughs> so doing, doing, doing some doing some. That wasn't meant to be a curly question. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, oh, and and that was just more of a, a a bit of a caveat of of what I'm going to say. There's going to be a lot more I'll find out about the business. Um, Centre West, really. I mean, look, it's a it's it's a service centric business. It's a business that's that's cultivated a great client portfolio over a fairly long period of time, and, and naturally, with any business that's been around for. Um, uh, 36 years, it's it's going to have a diverse client portfolio. So um, there are no key um, components of this business that define the business, but you know there has been a, a strong um, success within you know, the the transport and trucking specific um, industry. Um, Farming's been another sector that's, that's that there's been a push, and and obviously once you develop a a presence and a, and a market knowledge or specific knowledge within the within a business, it's going to create opportunities, which which is what's happened here. Um, general commercial. So, you know, I, I, I think the business overall tagline is that it, it is a mid-market uh, player. Um, you know, it's at, a, it's, at a, it's, at a, it's at a scalable size now and it's got some, some, some seasoned professionals, some allied partners, which allow um, the business to be able to cater for, you know, for, for, for medium uh, to larger private corporate businesses, small listed. Um, as well as also, you know, all the ancillary businesses that are touched. That we've got a strong private client uh, portfolio, uh, the real estate portfolio, um, which I'm really uh, pleased and happy to see. You know, because that's that that requires a whole different set of skill sets for a business to be able to cater to, um, uh, like the real estate sector, for example. That's a distributed place, it's a B2B play, but you've actually got to be able to handle uh, high volume of transactions. So there's a fine line between able to manage the what comes with that from a processing point of view, but also also you, you know understanding how to engage with those businesses to meet their needs um, from a service perspective. So I've got some some ideas on what I'm going to hope to be able to bring to the business. But as I learn more about you know what what they do well and 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 the, and all the path they've been looking to embark on um, to develop um, core verticals within the business. You know, I think we'll start to see a lot more sort of specialty areas um, start to uh, to be rolled out. 
you're a Perth native and you've been working in the industry there for, for many years. Uh, are there any particular industry areas that, that you really find interesting? It sounds like real estate is one that you've got an interest in, but, but where, I mean, where's your passion in terms of the sectors that you like to work in, I guess? Yeah, I mean, look, I've, um, I, left, I, I left Perth in, in early 2000s fairly early on in my career so it was there was there was and I moved to Melbourne I should sorry um to fill to fill that in I I and working on the east coast uh and then coming back to Perth what was probably 12 years ago now the probably one of the biggest um uh, surprises to me was was really just the how important workers compensation is you know um we've got the various um scheme and and, and risk state um initiatives that are in place but being on the east, I, I really um, uh, I hadn't kept across just how important workers' comp is, particularly in the blue-collar uh, industries. You could go in talking to you know a, a C-suite of of of, of client um, about their general program. Uh, directors and officers obviously was a really important one to to the board, but really the business wanted to know about their workers' comp, and it wasn't so much the placement. Um, obviously, cost of insurance is important. But the cover's the cover. It's more about what you're offering around how are you going to help manage their claims because that's a really important thing uh, to a business. And um, so I found that was a, a steep learning curve coming back um, to the state and having to, you know, being a predominantly East Coast business, we had to sort of build a uh, or expand the capability that was going to be able to be able to meet our clients' needs over here and, and, and be commensurate um, with, with the other, you know, top-tier providers. So workers' comp was a big one. Um, look, property is something that is it, it wider property for me. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I'm a property and casualty broker. I always have been. Um, I know enough about Finlines to be dangerous, but I'm, but I'm by no means a specialist there and I have a huge amount of respect for, for Finline specialists. But property and casualty has been my, my, my bag. And, um, and, but that extends to, you know, we, we had some, some fairly sizable property funds that I was involved with. And I love the challenges of, you know, looking at that from a, a professional risk point of view, but also ensuring the assets. And also then obviously in the real estate and, and wider strata community, I mean, uh, it's a, it, those two are a very misunderstood, um, in my opinion, um, industries from, a, from an insurance perspective. Um, and it's because it comes down to it's a distributed product. So, you, you know, as I said before, you've got to know how to transact. You've got to have a mechanism that's there to be consistent, accurate, efficient in delivering, you know, high transactional policies. But you still got to make sure that you're, you know, you're then it's a business to business offering. So understanding what does that business need from you and how do you, you know, uh, adjust your, your base offering to, to meet their needs. And that's how you're successful in it. And so that was something that I, I think I, I learned a lot of. And that may not just unique to WA, that's, um, that, that might be a national finding. So I will actually, sorry, Danny, I will actually expand on that. I think emerging risk is something that I'm also finding um, has been interesting coming over here. Like cyber, example, for example, is, is another is, is another area where um, when you're a business that's got to be able to cater to all of your clients' needs and, uh, you know, the, the importance of staying across uh, emerging risks and, then, and therefore emerging um, uh, products, you know, that's something that I, I found uh, a challenge because you've got to be pretty quick on addressing it. And everybody jumps on the bandwagon on, 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 on the generic info, but to be able to become a specialist and to be able to, you know, really, it's not just about then uh, pitching your value, but you're actually responsible for for existing clients and making sure that their needs are going to be able to be met. So that was something that I, uh, I found, uh, you know, challenging, but also very interesting. 
Mm. Yeah, you've mentioned a lot of interesting areas there. And before I let you get back to more serious stuff, I'm just interested to know as someone sitting on the East Coast looking towards WA, you sort of look across with a mixture of kind of envy and also regarding it as something of the Wild West. And I'm just wondering, are there stark differences in the sort of job you have to do there as a as a broker compared to being in Melbourne where you were, you know, some years back, or or are things more or less the same over there for for you in your job? It's very different, and I I had okay. forgotten I'd forgotten just how uh, how parochial um, I guess the West Australian um, space is, and you know <laughs> when I moved back back to Perth I. Um, I think I spent the first two years having to convince all new clients and partners that I wasn't a Victorian um, because, <laughs> you know, uh, it, 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 look, and, 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 and the East versus the West, that's, that's a very live, um, a very live uh, uh, debate. It's, 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 it really blew my mind um, the last 12 years out how, how, how real that is. And I think what, what's interesting is then you have a look at the independent um, broker space over here. Um, and how how strong it has been, you know, the internationals ruled supreme uh, in, in the east, and, and and I'm talking in the corporate space. Um, there are obviously some very very successful um, independents as well, but it, over here there there were firms that completely dominated in certain sectors like you know mining. Uh, globally, mining is, is is almost at the forefront over here in Western Australia, and um, you know the dominant players weren't the internationals, so. That, that that was something like that completely blew my mind and 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 this goes back to you know when there's opportunity and there were some of the firms that that really uh you know they were established through one of the several mining booms that have happened over the past decade um they were all really seasoned uh top-notch in uh international well-trained brokers who spun out they had that entrepreneurial um uh, i guess uh ambition and and they were very successful and they built these great firms so and they obviously transact on and uh you know and 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 the ball keep rolling but yeah the parochial nature definitely is something that's real um and it's the same with the client base over here there's you know there's a lot of big private business that's that's whether they're connected directly to mining or mining and distillery i think um uh and those type of business operators want to deal with like-minded um uh providers so that's been the biggest biggest difference for me and um you know and there has always been this perception that you know the east is being you know in somewhat trying to come over and infiltrate the the west on the back of some of the success that's happened here um so <laughs> i certainly had our, our fair share of jovial fights especially on the back of of, of covid um, um I, I i copped it from everyone in the east so uh, and that transferred to business as well <laughs> um if, if i could just ask you one more question about, i have to ask if you're allowing yourself any time off for christmas given that you just had six months off I've got to find out who's going to approve my leave because yeah, I'd like to take uh, I'd like to take some time <laughs> off with the family, but uh, no, I think like a lot of officers, um, you know, that you want to make sure that your team get a good rest um, and and they, you can hit sort of um, you know pause at the end of the year and then everyone comes back refreshed. And I think the fact that the whole industry does it, it, it allows a business to operate. I'll probably still be coming in and just um, you know first of all figuring out uh, where to go on the floor and what to do. Uh, maybe I'll uh, put my hand up to answer the phone a few days, but no, I. I, I, the office is going to shut for a week and I'm going to take that time to to relax a little bit more with the family because I think we've got a very big um, 2025, uh, 2024, sorry, FY25 ahead of us. And um, like I said, I've already got the fire in the belly, so I want to make sure I'm rested and ready to go. Scott, thanks for spending some time with IB Talk. Danny, thank you. And Scott Cole is the new CEO of Centre West Insurance Brokers. 
Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you.